Good morning. You're listening to Drinking Socially, the official Untapped podcast. Your weekly look into what's happening in the Untapped community and the world of beer. This episode is brought to you by Untapped and the Untapped merch store. Use the coupon code PODCAST and you'll get 20% off your next purchase at store.untapped.com. Um, and good morning again, everyone. I'm John. I love beers with a little extra ABV. Um, I love beers too, but I spent a lot of my formative years drinking like air quotes, bubbly football water. And I felt like craft beer was a great way to add some efficiency to my life. Enter the Belgian triple, the Imperial IPA, and the majority of my high ABV check-ins, the Imperial Stout. If beers were superheroes, the Imperial Stout would be Todd McFarlane's spawn. Just a regular old special agent trying to get through his nine to five, and then all of a sudden he's in a sworn pact with a new boss, uh, and he's packed full of ABV. I don't know where this analogy was supposed to go, but if you subscribe to Drinking Socially, you can guarantee you'll be one of the first to know if there's ever a spawn remake. Otherwise, get ready for some late show antics as Harrison and I crack open two beers that should probably be shared with friends, but that's a different badge. Harrison, what badge are we working on tonight? Thank you, John. Yes. So we're going to do the one and only Sky's the Limit. And so if it's been a little bit since you guys have earned this badge or need a little reminder of the hint, the description is... You don't always intend to go for beers with a double-digit ABV, but when you do, you make it count. Cheers to you, but be careful. 10% and up can really pack a punch, just like Spawn. Um, that last... <laughs> is that on the badge? That's an editorial that... <laughs> that's added by me. The emphasis is mine. Um... It, re- <laughs> it really should be. I know, right? And we've got some killer beers to... Uh, to yeah to earn this badge with or level up or get close to leveling up with it if we're we need a couple more beers to get there tonight john what are you starting off with well harrison i'm starting off with a beer from a uh, from a brewery that i always mispronounce mm-hmm. um i call them ad riot love it but <laughs> um i don't know if i sold that from you or if i just keep misreading it but i believe it's technically adroit theory uh out of yeah their label art is incredible um all of their i mean these guys are the ones you see the label art that looks like uh cobra commander from gi joe if i remember the 80s correctly this particular one is a 13.7 so i'm going like i'm going a rattler above the 10 percent limit here (laughs) Uh, um, (laughs) Wow, great unit <laughs> of yeah. <laughs> How many Rattlers of beer is that? Um, <laughs> on Untapped, it rates a 4.12, which in my eyes is spectacular. The notes that Ad Riot or Adroid Theory gives us is after a brief hiatus, we're bringing back our flagship stout, strikes a perfect balance of bitter or sweet, creamy or full bodied, roasty or malty. Huh. This is not an adjunct heavy uh, imperial stout like I'm used to. And before I crack it open and ask what you're drinking, Harrison, anybody that's drank uh, these beers from uh, Adroit Theory, they for a while were doing a lot of online shipping. That's how I got this one for a little bit. They were shipping in North Carolina. 
on each of their beers, especially if you go to check it in on Untapped, you'll see like this Dia de los Muertos that I'm drinking and it'll have a number behind it. This one's Ghost 906. And I don't, I can't speak for the brewery, but uh, they do say that it's a tracking system they use, that ghost number, perhaps collectible beers, or we see this before on uh, breweries' labels. But I also think there's a little bit of an homage to Nine Inch Nails in there. If you're a big Nin fan, uh, their first, I think, six albums were like Ghost 1, Ghost 2, so... Based on the beautiful artwork, uh, I have to assume these guys enjoy some decent music at the brewery and the ghost measuring system is probably an homage. And that's what I'm going to tell myself as we just Trent Reznor through this beer. <laughs> Harrison, what's what's in front of you over there, man? Yes. So I did go. Ooh, nice. Nice pop. I did go the pastry stout route. Courtesy of you, John, and have ah, some yeah, that looks familiar. Yeah, go some pastry works from Froth Brewing out of Buffalo, uh, Buffalo's own. And I have not had this beer before. Super pumped about it. As you guys probably know, if you've been listening to Bringing Socially for a bit, I don't get around to many pastry stouts. But I'm, you know, New Year, New Me. Instead of trying to cut calories, I'm just, welcome, come on, give me all your calories. If you're losing them, <laughs> send them my way. Uh, that's fine with me. It's mass gaining season. So I figured, why not? And this, it, it sounds wild. So it's a pastry stout, 10%. Um, it carries a 4.24 rating on Untap, which is, you know, fantastic. So that got me excited out of the gate. Um, and it has one of my favorite foods in it, peanut butter, alongside... Graham cracker, coconut, and some milk sugar for uh, for good measure. So this is going to be fun. I'm kind of jumping a little bit out of my comfort zone. Um, and as I pour this and ready to enjoy it, it looks like, John, you have already jumped in and grabbed some first sips. So what do you have from uh, the Ad Riot guys? What have they, what have they <laughs> produced over there? Dude, this is, uh, this is really good. That's my pedestrian review. Good. Good. It, uh, the thing I'm left with most, I already took uh, a decent sip of this beer and the whole inside of me is nice and warm. Mm, um, yeah. So that's good. It doesn't taste, it's not barrel aged. It doesn't taste it anyways. I don't believe it's barrel aged. There's no extra fancy, delicious pastry ingredients in here, though I usually welcome them in my stouts. But it's like, it's rich, it's thick. To me, I get like really roasted black coffee, but not overbearing it if i had to guess an ibu on here it'd probably be sitting around like i don't know 30 40 it's not very bitter tasting at all this is this is way better than i expected it to be and i'm going to take credit for that because i took this beer out of the refrigerator about an hour ago so it's just been kind of like French wine temperature rising here to it's not quite room temperature, but that I feel like this would have been a little bit more harsh if I drank it really chilled. I'm excited to keep drinking this. We'll see where things go. Um, Harrison, yes. How 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 are we doing with an atypical pastry stout on your palate? Yes. So this is great. Which again, fantastic, right? Of course, the guy who 
refuses to drink pastry stouts, maybe secretly loves them. Is that what's happening? Am I, am I learning that about myself? That perhaps it's the fear of the the love that will come from enjoying more of them is why I keep myself away. Some kind of weird love story happening between me and pastry stouts. I don't know. Um, but what I do know is that the nose of this is like get a lot of the graham cracker. In the mouth, though, it's like it tastes really like a bit of peanut butter. It's not overpowering, but you definitely get it. And then it kind of finishes with like a little like sweet pop, maybe from the milk sugar, maybe the coconut. And then I get like a lot of coffee flavors you'd find in a fair amount of other Imperial Stouts. So there's, you know, while you may think or I, maybe I was slightly worried there'd be too much going on here, there is not. I mean, this is this is really nice. Mine is ice cold, though, so I did not do the smart thing and pull it out of the fridge. However, that's kind of gets me excited to enjoy it the rest of the cast now because I know it'll change as we uh, we keep talking and drinking. But um, so far, I mean, this is, yeah, again, sneaky. It doesn't really taste like 10%. So I'm going to try to remember that each time I take a sip and not gulp it because that's kind of what I'm used to doing when there's a nice cold beer in front of me. So I'll, I'll try to work on the sipping. This is wonderful so far. First thing from Froth for me, heard nothing but great things about him so yeah now now another brewery i'm gonna have to hunt down wonderful that gives you a good reason to go to buffalo which we won't talk about anymore on this podcast well next year or next season or uh, whatever Ooh, yeah. man yeah a lot of very cool like the coconut and the peanut butter together that's actually getting more interesting um by the second so all right so why are we drinking these beers well Obviously, to help us level up the Sky's the Limit badge. So um, we pulled some cool stats about this for you guys to uh, to enjoy with us today. So, so far, um, the Sky's the Limit badge has been unlocked uh, more than one million times. So the first level uh, unlock here, 1.1 million unlocks. So good work, everyone out there enjoying big old beers. And, the, um, you know, for me... When I think of like a higher ABV beer, my first thought is always like Imperial Stout. I don't know why. That's just where it goes. Same. Right. And I feel like a lot of people might be in that same boat for whatever reason. Um, really interesting, though, this badge. And really, again, the only requirements are that it's, you know, 10% ABV or higher. Um, it's most the top five beers that have unlocked it have mostly been Belgian beers. Uh, which isn't surprising. Obviously, a lot of those are quads, triples. They're I would have guessed triple, triple right. New England's over, right. the, Me too. over the last little bit. I know. Yeah. And so the, the number one uh, beer, this the beer that's uh, unlocked this badge the most was St. Bernardus's 12, which is amazing quad, perhaps one of the best. Um, and then really the only stout in the top five is Dragon's Milk from New Holland, which is also a killer. Man, that's a stout. great beer we should put on know, the podcast i'm sorry to derail no, you no no but... you're right though so many variants it was one of the first actually i hope i'm not spoiling dragon's milk secret but it was one of the first imperial stouts to use lactose in it um and and it's kind of like a sweetener and an adjunct and to jack up the abv a little bit and now that's kind of commonplace is to have a lot of imperial stouts have lactose hanging around in there so it's an important beer for a lot of reasons but um, yeah, Latrap's La Quad is in the top five. Uh, Rope Fort's 10, which is amazing. Golden Drop Classic. So, like, really, like, almost like the who's who of famous Belgian beers. And then Dragon's Milk. And, and, and Dragon's Milk hanging out with them, uh, as it yeah, should be. Right. What a 
holy like what a, a flight that would well yeah, of course it'd be a good flight you'd be right you'd feeling sleep, great by the end of it, it but yeah it'd be sawing logs but we're going to put more into this info in the show notes so you can kind of look a little bit more about how many unlocks and stuff like that and continue that with the uh, the bad series as best we can but um but yeah so john let's talk about how we enjoyed this badge how we got it do you remember the last time you earned it first time? What do we got? I, here? I, I, I do remember the last time I <laughs> earned good. it. Probably wasn't too um, long ago. It, 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 it wasn't. It was a little while ago. The last time I left. So this badge levels up every five beers you drink that are above 10%, I right, think. Right. Um, Correct. Correct. So the last time I actually leveled up this badge was for our season finale when we did drinking socially season three. I don't know. What was that like Christmas ish? Indeed um, it was. Time is certainly a flat circle on this podcast, but it wasn't long ago. And I leveled it up with Prairie's Christmas bomb. So that was, that's actually pretty cool that we're talking about this on the badge. Now, what, three episodes later, turns out, I, I guess maybe I don't drink enough big beers. What level are you at though, John? Uh, 52. Yeah. 52. That's pretty good. That's a lot of beers. That's a lot. Um, cause mine is much sadder. I'm just at, well, so I share the same most recent unlock from the Prairie, the Christmas bomb from Prairie. Awesome. So that's cool. Serendipitous there. However, I have a lot of work to do. As some people pointed out on uh, social media and commenting on last episode where I had leveled out before they can and John had not yet. Some people were like, don't worry, John. I'm sure you're going to crush Harrison on Sky's <laughs> the Limit. And here we are. So John's in the 50s. I am still at level nine. Womp, womp. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm not going to defend or make excuses. That's aw- I never, <laughs> I never, I know that in my head, you're the responsible adult beer drinker with a palate and I'm more the, like, what have I not had before? What weird stuff is in this? Uh, is this a beer with rocks from space? Great. <laughs> I'm in. Um, but I would have, I don't know, I would have assumed I feel good. You crushed me on the can badge, so I'm glad to I'm glad to know where I stand. Right, we're going back and forth here, and and I mean, right, yeah. It's I mean, most nights I'm reaching for a Sierra Nevada. Everybody knows that. So, but now here I am, 2021. I'm doing pastry styles. We're gonna see. I don't think I can catch up to you this year. Ooh. That'd be a lot. I'd be dead. But um, so I'm not even gonna try. Um, but something, something cool also about this badge is we kind of dug back into our check-ins and saw the first beer that kind of qualified for it. And for me, that was back in 2014. This badge has been around since October 8th, 2013, 2014, I had KBS from founders, uh, that year's version of it. And that was the first time that that first check-in that kind of led to level one of, uh, of this badge. John, do you remember where your sky is the limit journey I'm, officially I'm, began? I'm scrolling. Yep, there uh, it is. We, so, uh, the first badge, I can tell I was in Buffalo. Um, the first time <laughs> I earned this badge, it was with a beer called barrel age sump with Rwandan Kyoto coffee. I think it was from perennial. And then I drank an Imperial sponge candy stout from resurgence brewing in Buffalo. <laughs> and I was at, uh, 
I was at a, a bar. Oh, I said I wasn't going to talk about Buffalo, but um, <laughs> I was at a bar in Buffalo when when that happened with an amazing tap list. I mean, there were beers there that they had like. The, remember when Bell's Brewing did the Planet series? Yes, great series. Um, sure. They had. I swear they almost had every single planet behind the bar, which nice. they wouldn't allow me to drink or buy. Um, but amazing beer selection. I was in over my head. And I went for something large, you know, to help grease the wheels. And the it was at a place called the Moore Pat. Oh, yeah. Which is taproom spelled backwards. I don't know if Mike Schatzel knew when he set that up or not, but he's a <laughs> he's a great a great member of Buffalo beer scene. There's yes. a lot of good good places to drink there because of him and his team. Yeah, amazing stuff. Um, yeah, they're they're killing it. Also behind Thin Man, which is an amazing brewery in Buffalo. Um yeah, that's that's pretty cool. I know that's such a great beer. You're right. We could talk about Buffalo all episode, but we'll stay away from <laughs> some parts of it. So, uh, but yeah, finally, both unlocked this most recently with the same beer. And as a reminder, if you missed that episode, check it out. We put together a pretty compelling argument. Not that it needs one for Die Hard is absolutely a Christmas movie. So that was a fun end of the season. Uh, on the 23rd of, uh, of December, not to, or whenever that was about the, the end of December. Um, yeah, the end of season three. Whenever your December yeah. ended where you live. I mean, right. Dates and times and all those things have, as far as I can tell, really kind of become, uh, become relevant. Do you remember the first episode we did of Drinking Socially when we inherited it from Tim and Kyle? I think the first beer we ever put on was called Time is a Flat Flat Circle. Circle. Right. That was such a great name and a great, as we just called the episode, that. And I think it was Time is a Flat Circle slash the other other beer we had, uh, which I don't. Thank God for untapped because I wouldn't. Yeah, I could look. Um, I'll do that later. But uh, yeah, no, crazy, crazy times. We've been doing this for a hot minute and uh, season four, again, pumped and excited that we're talking about badges because that really is, it's what hooked me in the early days of Untapped. And I, I am, I still am. Like I, I'm that guy who's like, I want each check-in. Like I wonder what badge I'm going to get. Still, so it works. There are still some that we haven't earned. I've, True. Uh, trying to look it up earlier, there's I think there's close to three thousand different badges on Untapped between you know, checking in at a bowling alley and checking into a Rattler and everything in between. There's quite a bit of core, and I think we're due. Hopefully soon we'll see some fresh new core badges released sometime this year. But it's you're right, Harrison. Like early on, I was using Untapped because I didn't know what beer I was holding. <laughs> and you know, a couple of months after that, it was it was helping drive you know the next beer I was going to go buy. Right, like oh it, well, if I drink two more breakfast stouts, I'll earn I level up the uh, uh, coffee something or other badge, and I don't have that yet. And <laughs> right. you know, my my wife does, so I should at least catch up there. And it, it was cool to kind of I don't earn an arbitrarily useless reward but uh but i don't care i play video games uh untap makes it fun the game your controller is a beer and i guess your <laughs> i guess your phone but whatever that's your that beer for your controller that's a t-shirt patent pending um we'll work on that that's why PlayStation 5 has taken so long to roll out. They were right. doing an experimental new controller. Right. It keeps shortening out. I don't know why. It keeps getting wet. 
I can't get through the game. <laughs> I was, I'm asleep again. Um, okay, so yes, if you haven't listened to the Christmas episode, maybe go back there and uh, one-way communicate to Harrison on whether you think Die Hard is a Christmas movie or not. Or I guess I could issue like a public redaction. I went off pretty hard about a Batman movie on that episode. <laughs> right. Um, and it turns out in my head, I was thinking of a different Batman movie, uh, that Harrison kind of filled me in after we got done recording that I was thinking of the movie where Val Kilmer was Batman, I think. And I was, am I, am I remembering this right, Harrison, or am I still misplacing it? Was it the one with Mr. Freeze you didn't like? Was that the one? I I was thinking of the movie where George Clooney right, was exactly. Batman. George Clooney yep. and Mr. Freeze That's, and Poison Ivy. And like they just throw in Batgirl at the end. Right. Yes. All of the uh, uh, all of the educated and well-reasoned commentary I had about Batman was meant for the George Clooney Batman. Um, so uh, he had it coming. He's done some great things since then. I'm honestly, I'm sorry to the other Batman that here we go. I'll just stop talking about <laughs> Batman. Um, speaking of mistakes I made in episode one, we talked about the newbie badge and how you can level up your milestones. And it, through sheer absent mindedness, I said, no, you could drink founders all day, 50 times and let you can't, you have to drink your milestone badges only come from drinking unique beers. Otherwise, it would probably get really boring on your 10,000th check-in of Guinness to earn the uh, elite right. Uber badge. Yep. But well, maybe it wouldn't. But either way, you got to branch out. You got to try new stuff. So there's some error corrections. Sorry, guys. Um, cool. All right, what's next? We got a cool verified venue we're going to talk about. This one is perfect for this episode. <laughs> Thank you, Harrison. So there's a brewery in Mass in a in or near a city that I would say, I'll, I'll, I, Wooster, I yes. think is how you would say it. Not how it's spelled, um, but that's how you say it. Yep. Precisely. If you're reading <laughs> it on a map, you're already not from there. Um, but uh, there's a brewery up there called Greater Good, which is a is a good thing to put on your resume but also they're I, i'm pretty sure the line in the sand for them i couldn't find a mission statement but they only brew imperial beers great are you trying to level up your sky's the limit badge take harrison there and you know well maybe not right now they are still open um they've been verified on untapped so you can check them out and you can see what they're serving uh, funny little quip. They do have guest taps only so they can serve beer less than 8%, I think. Um, so you can check out their tap room, their beer list right on untapped. If you live near the area, you can follow them. They, uh, got their start from a guy whose last name I'll butcher, Paul Wengender, Wengender, uh, mixture of the two guy named Paul, who actually grew up initially in Rochester, New York, which has a, a pretty cool beer scene there. Yeah. Uh, Harrison's talked about how that place is kind of blown. That's where other half set up their right. Yeah, their new their spot. second right. Yeah, Rochester. Um, so Paul gets his start. He's in biotech, 
um, has a pretty successful run there. And then like so many other people in biotech probably says, this is a drain. I want to do something fun, opens up a brewery and creates greater good, gets this awesome team around him. And I've only had one beer from them. It was sent to me by my, it was, I found it legally while I was visiting. And, uh, and I remember thinking that's amazing. Like what an awesome brewery concept to create. Their founder has this amazing quote in an interview where someone asked him like, how was, you know, transferring from a biotech company to a brewery? How did that work? And uh, he says, I would say that both have forces of art and forces of science that must converge to produce successful endpoints, which I love. Right? I want to. It's it's such a nerdy way to say, like <laughs> it's a it's a little bit of luck and a little bit of spreadsheet. But I mean, it's, I feel the same way about cooking a good <laughs> meal. There's a Maillard reaction that happens yep. if your steak's going to taste good, but really you can just put butter on it too. There's a little bit of art and a little bit of science. Does that quote, like especially to you, Harrison, does that quote kind of resonate on how the two can be really similar? I don't know how much biochemistry you've done in your garage, but. College a little, right? Biochemistry yeah. in my garage, uh, officially none, but <laughs> you know where to find me if you're curious. Um, so. Uh, yes, it absolutely does. And not just, um, I mean, yeah, so Paul's not alone. I mean, I already mentioned them once today, but we probably all know Sierra Nevada is my spirit animal when it comes to breweries. And on every single one of their pages on their website that uh, talks about their beer, breaks down the ingredients, the ABV, the IBU, they have a, the same quote, and it's, Brewing is as much art as science, and all beer specifications and raw materials are subject to change at a brewer's creative discretion, which is very similar, Beautiful. right, to what Paul's talking about. Um, and really, in my own personal experience, I mean that a lot of the times you are right, your materials, you're run out of something, or you, you know, maybe need to swap a grain out because one didn't arrive in time or we got some brand new hops. Let's try it out. They're similar to this bittering hop that we usually use. We want to start moving to this hop. So we're going to swap out Warrior for Apollo, which is what we did actually at Neshemini Creek where we had a, a Warriors of Bittering Hop and we use it for years. And the head brewer had an experiment with Apollo and he disliked the quality of it. And we added it to a few beers as a bittering hop and then wholesale changed it out, bought a huge Apollo contract one year. And that became like our bittering hop and almost um, all of our beers. So, but that started out as kind of like, uh, oh, we're out of this. Let's try this. Hey, that's pretty cool. So it's more calculated. I mean, that's always like a, a good point I like to make. It's not like you're kind of just hoping that you throw something in here and it works like there are, that's the romantic side of it right like there's right? there's scientific breakdowns of all these hops and all these grains each one has like a recommended replacement or five uh so that if a brewer is in a tight spot he can go i'm out of cascade will centennial work yes it will and here's how more or less you should add to hit the same ibu target that you want to you want to hit for this beer recipe so there's always going to, but that's it. That's the, that's the dance of art and science is I want to swap this out. What does that mean? Let's make sure the science kind of guides me uh, a bit here. So I don't end up with a complete mess. And that was, it, it didn't happen often, but it, it happened enough where uh, it was, it was noticeable and it was, you know, kind of to be expected of you as a brewer that if you, something wasn't available, you could find a solution for it. 
um, and it would be the appropriate one. So that was that was a lot of fun. And then that's to say nothing for we did have a pilot system that was pretty crazy. Let's try some wild stuff. Let's blend some barrel aged beers. That's where I mean art and science comes together as well of just sampling five barrels of beer and going. All right, I want twenty percent from this barrel and blend it with sixty percent from this one and the rest fresh fresh beer and that's going to be it. We'll sit on that for a month and then we'll bottle it. And the, I, when I finished my career, is a lot of the barrel work, which was grueling, but it is, I mean, that leads with kind of like, once they're in the barrels, you can only control so much. And, uh, and it really is kind of waiting, being patient, and then being creative uh, when you finally get that beer, uh, beer in a cup and a glass in front of you and can decide what to do with it next. It's a lot of fun. I'm, I remember you talking about uh, being the cellar master or rotating cellar master and how, I don't want to say horrible, but how tough of a job that was when we did our Beer 101 series last year. Um, so I think I think that's a good wrap if you're in or near Worcester, Worcester, Worcester Mass. Um, check out Greater Good, or if you're interested, check them out on Untapped. Harrison, you got any beer left? Has it gotten any? Mm. Has it gotten any better as it's warmed up a little bit? I, it's, different? Yeah, definitely. Now it's tons of graham cracker. It's really like graham cracker coffee chocolate is kind of how this is finishing for me, with just a little bit of coconut, and I'm getting like the like lactosey kind of like lactose tongue, if you will, if that's a thing. Yep. It's kind yeah, of it is tick, now. tickle it and stick it. Yeah, it is now. Tickle it and stick in there. So, um, <laughs> oh, I can't, can't help <laughs> Anyways. myself. But yeah, it's, uh, yes, it, and it's also, it's working. It's doing what it should do. But um, no, this is, I'm glad it's, I uh, gave it some time to warm up and then just chug this thing for many reasons. Mostly though, because it's, it's certainly, um, the flavors are kind of coming out, coming together. I don't know what I'm saying. John, how is your, uh, how are the, uh, the adroit folks doing over there on your I told buds. myself I, I wasn't going to drink the whole can while we did this podcast Oops. but I've already refilled once yep, same. Um, aside from that final mm. sips just as good as first sips it's lost even more of its kind of uh, bitterness to me or or my I've gotten more used to it right. and now it's I can't say chocolatey. I can't say coffee e. So I'm going to cop out and I'm just going to say it's kind of like creamy roasted uh, warmth. Um, I don't know. I feel like I'm in a. I, I should be in a leather chair yes. uh, with a with a with a well stoked fire and a, and a like a desk full of documents in front of me, right. like paper documents, right. furiously uh, going through yeah. them. Where is it? A violin in the corner that only brings me bad memories. Uh, <laughs> You betrayed me. You betrayed our family. <laughs> I have the key. The key is here somewhere. Right. I can see you get that. it. You. That's exactly <laughs> what this this beer's review should be. Uh, <laughs> right. Betrayed by a violin, exactly but right. almost fourteen percent. Right. I love it. That's it. That's a good beer name. Betrayed by a violin. I'm sure we'll see it soon. Whew. All right. Well, what an episode, folks. I got to have a kind of funky pastry in a can got john drank some liquid warmth which sounds more exciting by the moment hopefully we leveled up or almost leveled up uh, on the sky's limit badge hopefully you guys do as well and we learned that the greater and greater good brewing same probably refers to their abvs um which is wonderful but what's next week looking like john what's the plan 
beautifully said, Harrison. Next week, get ready for some playground memories as we feature the game of tag. Uh, We're going to be talking about how you can play tag and drink beer um, uh, or drink beer on a playground. I'm I'm sure it'll be a little bit different than that, um, but something we should all do more. Tag our friends, tag each other. If you haven't earned... Um, a particular badge regarding tagging people. You can even tag me and Harrison. We'll talk about it next week. Till then, though. Cheers! Bottoms up, friend. Cheers! <laughs>